This episode of This Is Us Too is brought to you by Minute With Mary. You guys have heard about MinuteWithMary.com now for quite some time, and I truly appreciate it for those of you who have checked it out. But if you haven't checked it out yet and you want to try something, I do have a love it guarantee. I want to make sure you love your products. So think about it. Check me on out. Just search the hashtag MinuteWithMary and send me a message on Facebook. I swear I'm not weird. Well, I am, but you at least know like how weird I am because you listen to my voice. <laughs> You're like nerd weird. Yeah. Hashtag Minute with Mary. We come from a long line of Pearson men who've got a lot of mixed up stuff inside of us. I should just take that movie in Chicago. Just take another movie, you know, stay busy. Focus on being clean, that's the important thing. And it's much easier on set anyway. I mean, the director tells me to do something and I do it. He says, smile and I smile. He says, laugh and I laugh. He says, cry and I cry. And then he yells, cut. And... And it's just me again. I think that's the problem. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I can't believe, I can't believe that they did a second part of the pool isn't that so cool that's am, one of those like you don't I really believe it you don't well like i just think it's awesome like it's not one of those things that you find quite often like you know in a lot of shows you'll have you know an episode uh, you've even seen it in this is us where like uh, songbird road you know it's songbird road part one and then the next episode is songbird road part two and yeah. then you know, and so on so forth but the first pool episode was three seasons ago i mean it was episode 104 <laughs> yeah. and here we are in 402 and it's you know it's not a sequel necessarily but it it's just it's a continuation of that particular story which is which is really cool it's one of those interesting things that people kind of are bringing back to in uh, to to the whole this is us yeah uh lauren I actually think they did a, real, a lot of really cool things uh, with, with this episode, which we, we can get into. But uh, thank you, everybody, for being so patient with this episode. Yes, it is a couple of days delayed. If those of you who are subscribers on your podcast app of choice, we've just been a little busy. <laughs> <laughs> a little busy is not the word. I, we've been a lot busy. Yeah. Mary's had a lot of media engagements. She's been doing a lot of different things. And we're going to New York Comic Con this weekend, so we wouldn't it, we wouldn't be able to do the episode then. So. Not going to lie, like listening to that quote with Kevin in the beginning, I'm like, that is what it's like, guys. I was just on television. <laughs> even this morning and it's like you're on you're on you're on and then they're off and you're like okay i go back to being my weird nerd self wait you're you were on television this morning big time yeah you're big. i was <laughs> i know i'm saying you're just big time over oh. here 
<laughs> not that big time. <laughs> just, you know, just a local celebrity. It's fine. Well, what you else? know, I'm, I'm just now deleting and blocking another person. You look sexy today. Why, thank you. Black. <laughs> what was what was the uh, the message? Sexy. The message that Mary got the other day after she was on TV was what was it? Was want a sex or yeah. something like that? Yeah, that was another one I got. Want a sex? Let me tell you guys. <laughs> being being Rhode Island famous has its drawbacks. <laughs> want a sex? No. It was just some dude. Like, yeah. what was it on Instagram? Yeah. Oh my god. Want a sex? Want a sex? Nope. <laughs> no, I do not. Excuse me while I go back to reading Outlander. <laughs> With no bra and, and my chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Yeah. And like my weird moisturizing foot socks. Because <laughs> like, trust, I should have sent him a selfie of what I really look like at night. Uh, buddy, my I feet look like... Sh- on the <laughs> My feet look like Shrek's. Because I'm... All of a sudden, guys, I bought this random uh, thing on Amazon. Sorry, it's my story time and I didn't even mean to. It, technically, it's my story. I know. I know. We're just diverting. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I put on these like moisturizing socks that I found on Amazon because my feet have been oh a little God. busted after wearing flip-flops and going to the beach all summer. They're dehydrated. They're busted like, ain't the word. They're like, feed me hydration. <laughs> I go to the pedicure lady, the, the, the nail salon, she's like, where's the chainsaw? I can't even <laughs> scrape the amount of callus off of this foot. What have you been doing? Hiking, <laughs> hiking Mount Everest barefoot. What is going on? So I bought these like crazy looking socks. They supposedly hydrate your feet. They're weird. They've got the toes. All sorts of things. Yeah, so I'm a hot mess express at night, and I should have sent that guy a selfie. Oh, oh man. Your, your Gryffindor sweatpants. Wanna sex? Wanna sex? <laughs> well, now that you've told your story, it's actually time for my story, which uh, is actually quite personal. Um, you know, I love my children. Uh, I love my children more than anything, and Mary and I are always having discussions about our kids and our lives with them. And I've discovered that I am so quick to just want them to grow up. I'm so quick to want them to get the hell out of my bed in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I'm so quick to just want to have my own life back uh, of like just doing things with my wife and, and letting my kids just, play Legos in their rooms and don't bother me. You know, like I'm so quick to want those things to have my own independence back. Um, in watching how everything transpired um, in this episode, it really reminded me of Mary a lot because she's always like, this is only for so long. Yep. Just, just relax. I know. The days it, are long, the, but the years are short. <laughs> um, I'm a freaking Hallmark card. Oh, I want a free thing of hash browns on my Dunkin' Donuts cup. Continue. Yay. <laughs> See? Live in the moment, guys. Live so, in the moment. So she's always saying, like, just stop. Just stop and enjoy the fact that you have children. Enjoy the fact that your kids are six and four, which, by the way, I can't believe they're six and four. Um, enjoy the fact that even though you know, you're still not sleeping 100% at night or they're coming into the bed at night in the middle of the night and we're doing, you know, one kid in between us, another kid at the foot of the bed and my cat sleeping on my hip, which is all true. By the way, we had every single member of our family in our bed at one point, yeah. like last week. And I was like, what are we doing? Like, get get out of here. Um and seeing the whole process with Jack and Rebecca and 
that those fi- that final montage. You know, I haven't teared up in This Is Us for a while, but man, this oh week boy, did it, this right? week I was tearing up. I was tearing up. So I'm always so quick to want my kids to grow up, and it reminded me of Mary uh, saying, "Just relax. Just enjoy the fact that they're six and four." Well, it's true. I know, I know, but this is us. This is why we use all the Charmin, right? Well, you know what it is is I was I was in my office watching the back half of the episode because Mary and I have been so busy that we actually didn't even get a chance to watch the full episode together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in my office. I'm watching it on Hulu, <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> Rich, we need to cancel that account. We only got it for The Handmaid's Tale, and now it's off. I know, it's true. We got we to gotta cancel that. And I'm watching it in my office. I'm trying to, like, you know when you're trying to not cry, but, like, you can't help it, and you feel it in your throat? Happened and... to me in Bali when I was watching P.S. I Love You. Oh, goodness gracious. The amount of tears that I, I shed watching P.S. I Love You. Actually, while you were in Bali. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that was not great. That was, You know what that was? What? Not great, Bob. Nope. Not great. And I was just trying desperately as I was watching This Is Us in my little office to not let anybody know that I was crying and tears were pouring down my cheeks. And you know you know how it hurts sometimes when you're trying to hold it back? Yeah, that was me. I mean, I don't hold. <laughs> I don't hold back. You live in the moment, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this episode was entitled The Pool Part and it was directed by Chris Koch, who is a uh, longtime director for yeah. This Is Us. Uh, he's directed episodes such as Three Sentences, which is one of my favorites. The Most Disappointed Man, also one of my favorites. The Fifth Wheel, also one of oh, my look favorites. look at that. A Philadelphia Story, hashtag not one of my favorites. Uh, Toby, Songbird, uh, Road, Part <laughs> 1 and 2. not one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the writers were Isaac Aptaker and Elizabeth Berger, who are the co-showrunners of This Is Us. Uh, they have written um, many episodes of This Is Us, including Jack Pearson's Son, Favorite, Moonshadow, Deja Vu, the car, the wedding, nine bucks, her, and obviously this episode, the the pool part two. Oh, and they also wrote Pilgrim Rick, which was which was another one. Oh, so good. Uh, so Mary, what do you got for your lemonade rating? A four point nine. Get, I knew we would be back to the fives, the five area. Okay, good. But, uh, but usually you're passing fives around like Oprah. Why are we F one nine? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, fair um, enough. There was just a little bit where I was like, I've had better. Okay. And I'm trying to be a little bit more conservative with my fives this year. Oh, I mean, let's all know it's going to like go out the window next week. I know. Um, But yeah, I don't know because it had all the things that I need. And I, I think it's just me. I think I'm just trying to hold the bar. So it's just a 4.9, which means it's a 5. How about you? Uh, I'm at a 4.6. Which basically means you're 5. Yeah, it's it's around there. I'm at a 4.6. This is not a horse yet. I'm, I'm not full horse. Okay. Um, this is still a pony. But I think it's close to a horse. We're, we're right on that level. And the reason why I think I liked it was, like I said earlier, this is not necessarily a sequel to episode 104. Um, but it was more like a, a like an older cousin, you know. Oh, yeah. You know that older cousin that you like you hang out with, and they're just like cooler than you. No, and because the... my family, <laughs> they didn't talk to you. No, <laughs> they were like, "You're poor. You don't uh... have a yacht. 
we're not talking with you. And I was like, but I have a great imagination. <laughs> <laughs> you like guys like I was that's priceless. <laughs> <laughs> um, so even though Mary doesn't know what, what having an older cousin is like. <laughs> My older cousin asked me to play harp at his wedding. <laughs> he didn't even invite me. He texted me. was like, hey, are you free? And I was like, oh my God, I'm actually being invited to my cousin Cabot, because that's his name, Cabot's wedding. And he wanted me to play the harp. I wasn't actually a guest. (laughs) So I said, no, thank you, Cabot. Oh, man. Continue. So I don't know what this is like. I don't know what it's like to have nice cousins, Blake. That is such a waspy name. Of course, your cousin would be named. My Cabot. maiden name is Earl. My name is Mary Catherine Earl. <laughs> so, Welcome to my life. So, since I I know what it's like to have an older cousin, I I Must always be nice. It, 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 uh, it was just it was just like an older evolved version of the the pool itself, and I really liked that. I think it was cool. The only problem was like the the first half of the episode for me felt like more of the same. It just felt like stuff. That's why. I didn't like this family meeting. I didn't like this broad making. Is that what you're talking about? Like what do you the mean? family meeting, like getting down. And I mean, I guess it was kind of important. So you could have your lows and your highs. What do you mean, the stuff? Like, what part was stuff? Well, like. Uh- like I said, it it, it, it felt like the like a sec, a, a second version of the pool. Like the kids were dealing with the same kind of things, and and then we had the family meeting. I just felt like we've tread this water before. We yeah. we're, we've been here before, and what are we doing? It wasn't until the back half of the episode where I was like, "Oh, okay, this is, us is bad. I see what we're doing here." Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this big revelatory moment for me, but it was like, "Okay, I get it. Yeah. I see what we're doing here." Um, uh, but it was an evolution and in, in showing how much the Pearsons have grown. It, I think it really played well, and I think the the strongest point in this episode was Kevin. Totally agree. Kevin's story. This is a Kevin This, Kevin Yeah. I mean, I, I, you could argue that it was, you know, a Kate episode. You could make the argument that it was. And you could even make the argument that it was like, it was, sh- I mean, it was a big kind three. of equally shared by the big three. But I think the, the real focus, the person who actually made real change, significant changes, is Kevin. Agreed. That's my opinion. But what do you got for your GBG? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So my good is I know who the hell these people are. <laughs> this is us. I it's know back. you. I know you. It's I, not who are they anymore. No longer hashtag who are they. Hashtag this is us. Okay, I'm happy to be with everybody. And I got some Jack Pearson. I'm not going to lie. As we're going into this season, I'm really nervous about how little Jack Pearson we're going to have. Just because obviously... The adult big three are going to be having a lot of their lives fleshed out a bit more. Obviously, we have all these hashtag who are they people showing up. Um, So I just I know that my time with Jack is small and limited and I am just soaking up every single moment I can, especially when he has his badass dad moments. Sorry if I just said a swear. My bad. (laughs) Turn Um, your ears off, ladies and gentlemen. Turn them off. (laughs) My bad. Yep. I don't know. Is it just more the same? Like, is that what it was for you? It took a little while. Mm-hmm. I think you were right. I don't know what it was. Um, it just took a little while to get there. And 
I think that that's just because it's just the second episode of this new season and I haven't been with these people for a little while sure. but it was just, you know you know what this is like this is like this is us just took a hundred th- p- the thousand piece puzzle shook it all up in the box and dumped it out and last week I was like flipping the pieces upside down because I was like oh this is cardboard I need to flip it up to see the picture who sure. are these people what is this picture how are they related and now I'm like just starting to find the corner pieces mm-hmm. and it's taken me a little while before I actually see the puzzle that's coming together and I'm enjoying the process right now it's a little messy for me sure and i think that speaks to the debate uh that we can all suffer from or we can at least talk about which is was having the premiere episode the way that it was with all the new people the right choice i think there's a i think there's a a good old-fashioned hottie debate to well, to dump there. so many new people at once to have us be with these strangers was a very bold choice, I agree, because they could have sprinkled them in little by little, sure. like a new person each episode. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I don't think it was a bad choice, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. But that's just how I feel. Do you think that it affected the second episode because of the choice that they made in the first episode? No. Like they tried to do, they tried to put too much into the second? No. Okay. I mean, the only person I cared about is Jack, little baby Jack, in this episode. Mm-hmm. Because when Kate's all like, we're going to let him be limitless. I'm like, yes, you will. <laughs> you have no idea. All right, um, what's your okay. great? What's your and great? my great is that we wanted to cry. And I'm like, thank you, this is us. I am so fracking shocked that your great is not what I thought it was going to be. I, oh man, I can't believe it. I'm stunned. I thought your great was going to be Miguel singing the 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, dude. Like, oh Y'all been god. sleeping on my boy Miguel. Oh my god. I thought, so right. I could have sworn. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I, when I heard that, I said, Ma- yeah. I, I, I was like, Mary is going to legitimately have a nerdgasm. She's going to have a Miguel gasm. Seriously, I feel like the writers may occasionally listen to This Is Us and they're like, Mary loves Christmas and she loves Miguel. <laughs> like, like, I can't wait for Thanksgiving, guys. You know. You know. Oh, the Pilgrim Rick hat is coming out. No, I mean- the inflatables go up the weekend of Thanksgiving <laughs> in Miguel's house. You know that he and I are kindred spirits. We already have inflatables in front of our house right now as it is. You're welcome. Go to. Go to Mary and Blake Facebook to check out which inflatable it is because I took a picture next to it and I may or may not have been. Okay, so that's my shared great. Okay, Uh, my great. I mean, sorry, my good was Kevin's story in this episode. He continues, at least for me, to be the most interesting character on this show. And this is us may love to bang us over the head with its themes and its plot and what it wants to do and what it wants to say about these characters. But I really feel like this episode was quite effective here in seeing Kevin struggle with who he is and what makes him his own person. Really, that really made this episode shine for me. And when Kevin worries about whether or not he's a good person, Jack, he he talks to Kevin about just that hard stuff. Like, you don't like, I, I wish my mom or my dad had said to me, you know, we have, we got mixed up stuff mm-hmm. with us and we suffer from this mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's okay to feel 
like you're a bad person, even though you're not. Mm-hmm. And we suffer from that. And he can talk directly to the fact that he's a he's a tortured Pearson man. And, I, and just Kevin makes that change. He makes the change for himself uh, later on and by going to see uh, Uncle Nicky and everything. I just I thought that was just tremendous stuff. Uh, the bad for me was Toby. Toby, what the hell, bro? What do you mean? He's going out, skipping out on Kate, going to work out at the gym, which is great, by the way. Wish I could do that. But he's not telling her. And you know that's going to cause an issue. You know there's going to be some problems from that. Well, He's well, over there doing some CrossFit, tossing some ropes okay, around left and discuss. right. We're going to discuss why he's exercising. I think you're being a little hater. Well, no, no. I don't mind the fact that he's exercising. I think that's great. But why are you not telling Kate, man? I got some ideas. Okay. We got to Kate. And the great. The great was Julia Grove. Who's that? I Yes. I knew that nobody knows who Julia Grove is, and I was hoping that the question would come up. Okay. Julia Grove is the editor of this episode. The editing for this episode was spectacular. Spectacular. It was spectacular. N- not only did it, it did it go from each story, I think it, it flowed well. But, the you know, This Is Us does montages very well. And one of the things that struck me in this episode was the fact that now they are referencing their own story. Yeah. Like, they, they've done that before, but not in this fashion, not to this extent. Re- referencing the the events of the first pool episode to not only heighten but enlighten the events of the second pool episode and you know you've gone through all of this stuff with the Pearson family and now you can see how far they've come Mm -hmm. at least with the the big three uh in this age and then the the appearance of the of the toddler big three like that's pretty cool too so when you start putting all that together and you see Jack and he's sitting next to you know uh, Rebecca and all, it's current time and within that story and then all of a sudden you see the green cooler and he pulls it and it's young it's young Kevin oh, and it brings Kim. him down and the whole thing the editing was oh. just and then they yeah and then like the toddler one it's like I can't I can't it's awesome it was awesome so she's been on a, a bunch of different episodes of uh, Julie Grove she's edited a bunch of different episodes for This Is Us she's also worked on Scandal and uh, Grey's Anatomy and also that show How to Get Away with Murder uh, so that's that. So I was I was big on uh, I was big on the editing. So what do you think? Let's address this issue that you got with some working out, Toby. Okay, what do you got? Well, what do you got? You're the one that with the beef. Well, my beef is that, bro. You can't not talk to Katie, girl. You got to you got to tell her. Why do you think he's not telling her? Okay, I think he's not telling her because he feels like Katie's got enough on her plate. She's acting crazy. Okay, not acting crazy. She's a very worried mom. Um, the entire family's concerned about her. She mm-hmm. sadly is overeating to be dealing with, you know, her emotions right sure, now. Sure. Um, and I feel like obviously exercise um is Toby's way of dealing with his emotions right now. He's you could see he's getting it out. He's playing with those ropes. He's Absolutely. doing what he needs to do. He's getting out his frustrations, his worries, his fears through exercise, and in the process, it's making him healthier. And I know for myself that when my husband is on a whole big workout kick, eating healthy, doing all the things, and I'm not there. 
God, does it make me mad. <laughs> Why does it make you mad? Because I'm like, I'm just tubby and squishy and tired. <laughs> yeah, you're not squishy. You ain't tubby. You're beautiful. You're my girl. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Well, anyway, I think that he'd be concerned that A, um, Kate would feel like lesser than. You know what I mean? Sure. Like the thing that they first met about okay, and I they bonded you. about, yep, they, yep. they met at like an Overeaters Anonymous thing. Got it. Yep. And I know myself, previous to dating Blake, I dated some like very felt people, you know, and I was always like, this does not work. Like, I, I I just don't feel comfortable. And then when Blake did, he lost an immense amount of weight, like right after I had our baby, mm-hmm. our first son. And here I was, squishy McSquish. And here's my like skinny <laughs> husband. And I'm like, I'm the big spoon. I'm the big spoon right now. And I do <laughs> not feel comfortable spoon. with this. So I feel like maybe Toby's doing this because it's his way of getting his frustrations out. Um, You know, whether or not he wants to say, like, because Kate might say, why are you exercising? He could say, because I want to be healthy. But also he could talk about, like, because Kate's not necessarily asking him about his feelings. Sure. You know, so both of them need some some therapy time or some gym time. And that's what Toby has chosen. So I agree. Should he, he shouldn't be lying in the sense that he's saying he's going grocery shopping. But on the flip side, on the flip side. We don't know what little Jack's like at night. And what if Toby's like, I can't stay up. Listen to that baby cry. So (laughs) I'm just going to go have some me time. And uh, like, remember, Blake, when you used to come home and you used to just sit in the car? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And I remember. Here's a good story for you. I, our, our son had really bad colic, like colic for the ages, colic that colic that you read about in graphic novels. Like, let's put it that way. And what? It's just, it's a euphemism. It's oh, a joke. Okay. Um, I, I remember we used to live in our old apartment and the way that it was situated, I, I'd drive my car into the driveway and our kitchen was like right in front of the driveway. Yeah. And I'd sit in the car, I'd get there and I could hear our son just crying, just miserable, like just yeah, just miserable. And I know I knew Mary was Not in there. Not even like a cute baby cry. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Like, like I, it's in Guantanamo kind of cry. And I, I remember knowing that Mary was in there and feeling bad. But I, I also remember thinking, okay, I have my Dodge Charger. <laughs> it's a V8 RT. <laughs> and all I need is a full tank of gas yep. and a credit card and go west young man just go west i'd keep driving all the way until i got to california and then i'd get on a boat (laughs) and then i'd just keep going until i ended up back on the east coast eventually that's what i used to think i just put this bad boy in reverse and then hit the gas and so it's apropos i feel like that toby says to kate like how are you doing with all this like you're just so strong i remember saying to mary when we had our son being like, how did you just go from being Mary to just being mom like that? How did you, how are you doing? I, I just, I don't get it. I, yeah. I, I struggled with it. I, I felt like I was, I was just useless and you, you were so strong. You, you knew the questions, you knew the things that you needed to know. You asked them, you talked to the people, you read the books and that's not that I didn't read books, but like, you did it. You read all of them and you talked to the doctors about colic and and like going and making sure that he wasn't on the spectrum and mm-hmm. doing the whole thing. And here I am being like, oh, if these people, who the hell do they know about my kid? It was just overwhelming. So 
when Toby was saying that to Kate, I really, it really resonated with me. I was, I was like, wow, man, I, I actually really get that feeling. I really feel like you, you feel less than when it comes to being, yeah. a, when it comes to being a dad as opposed to being a mom. And that's why I, I get that he shouldn't be fibbing because obviously he's fit. Like it's not like this is his first time. He said he's going to go grocery shopping. And truth be told, Toby must grocery shop at some point during the day because he <laughs> must come home with groceries, sure. or else Kate would know he was fibbing. Um, so I don't know. Wouldn't she be like, hey? Tell me when you grow like are you going to like the the supermarket like a couple of towns over because you're gone for like I mean, two maybe hours? He's just doing like a twenty minute you know hardcore sesh. Yeah, but you gotta like take a shower, you gotta change, you gotta like. Maybe do he the- just comes home. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> he the did line some really right. aggressive grocery shopping. <laughs> and also, like maybe Kate goes to sleep. That's true. Also true. I'm not so I'm I'm not on the full like hating on it. I think that it's great that he is able to get it out that way. I do think that the fibbing is going to obviously be an issue. Yeah. Um. But I do think that there's like, it's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like when I got engaged Mm -hmm. and I had to tell my best friend who wished she had been engaged like for the past year. Yeah. That That didn't go over so well. That was not great. You know, or like when I got pregnant and then I knew I had friends who like were struggling with fertility and I had to eventually tell them like, I'm pregnant. It's tough. And I know that shouldn't be tough, but it is tough. At least it's stuff for me. So that's why I saw Toby and I was like, I kind of get you. I'm not approving the lying, but I kind of get you. So what did you think about the show? That was the most minute, small piece of this entire episode. And we just spent all this time talking about it. I know, it's true. It. That's a good point. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's leading somewhere. Like, it's going to lead to somewhere. It, maybe this is the first bit of cracks. Well, that's it. We're all like, why is he no longer with Kate in the future? Right, exactly. Why is he not wearing the wedding ring, right? Yeah. So like- We're trying to put this puzzle together. It's a thousand pieces, guys. Right. These are our hot takes, man. I mean, I'm not, we're not official hot take level yet, but this is maybe this is the first cracks of it all. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about this episode too, and at first when I heard it, I was disappointed because I was like, oh man, you're going back to that well again. But then- it made sense, which was the reappearance of the song Someday Soon at the end of the episode. Yeah. What do you think about that? And did it bring you back to season one at all? Do you, oh, did, of course. Do you like the fact that they reused it? I sit there and I'm like, oh God, I love this song. And it makes you just want to cry and yeah. just like love on all the Pearsons whatsoever. And I think what's great is that obviously um, Randall is the currently the only father of the big three. And so it's really nice to be able to having those flashback moments of like seeing the Pearson family with Jack and with all of his kids and his like moments of sure. of sheer dad geniusness. <laughs> and then you get to see those same kind of like silly family bonding memories happen with Randall's family. And you get to see that this like circle of life carries on. So we fell in love with that song, having these precious moments in season one. And now it's still here. It's those threads, those traditions, those characteristics that you can pass down. Right. It's fitting because... You know, when the song first appeared, it was in the pool, the first one, mm-hmm. and it was at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that I remember from that episode was it started playing when Kevin shows up to Randall's house for the first time and he meets Randall's biological father. And it's like, whoa, OK, that's this is this is a big deal. This Hi, big. you know, um, and I, I think it's fitting that. You know, at the time, Randall was dealing with his biological father and how to, like, figure that out and introduce him to his family and coming to the whole thing, Mm -hmm. uh, dealing with himself as a black man raised in a white family. 
in a predominantly white neighborhood. And in this episode, he is dealing with his adopted daughter and how to handle her and figure out what to do with her, who, you know, is bringing up this daughter in a family that isn't really hers. So it's like this kind is it of mirrored image. Hers? It is her family. Well, you know what I mean. It's it's not her her, her biological family. You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. But it's it's a mirroring image that I I quite like. And the other thing that I really like too is that final image. You know, any great story is about change, and but it's how you de- deliver that story. Mm-hmm. And you can see that amazing change from when they're all cuddled up on Jack, you know, at the pool, and they're all there. All the kids. Stop. And I'm he's, gonna cry. And you mean like the toddler version, yeah. the like four year old version? Stop. Yeah. And and they're all and they're all nestled up into Rebecca and they're all sleeping on each other. And then the final image of this particular episode is all of them in their own chairs. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I just uh, see my kids and I'm like, Stop growing up. I uh, yeah. You know, and I, there was that moment when Jack said, Hey, you remember when we had the, our only problem was trying the to get problem, the, yeah. the biggest problem was to get the floaties on and yep. what they were doing. And here they are, you know, dealing with all these other issues now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, yeah. And then just having that, that wallop of a hammer with the, the toddler version of the big three and oh. Jack with the beard and everything like, Oh my God, I haven't seen bearded Jack in I so know, long. Like, no, there's just all shades of Jack in this episode. I love big bearded Jack, you know, bearded Jack is, is one of my favorites. Um, what did you think of M night Shyamalan? There he is, man. He's, he's finally in the episode and it's, do you find it funny that they used him in the trailer? So it's significantly and like, no, <laughs> and like, because it was all like who are these people and then they throw in M. Night Shyamalan and you're like oh we're supposed to be confused mm-hmm. that's just their way of being like yup <laughs> you know nothing Jon Snow you know I'm still confused as to Kevin's like how famous he is what do you mean well I mean he, he just like walks around and like nobody says anything to him like nobody what like you, he was in a big walking he, around that he's like like, not a big deal. He's not. He just doesn't feel like a big deal. Like I feel like he. Like I know that he has money, and that's fine. Well, he's not in the Manny, so he's not on everyone's TV. Every right, but he was in day. that big Ron Howard movie where yeah. everyone thought that he was going to go up for an Oscar, and now he's doing movies with M Night Shyamalan. You know, like. Well, but you know, like you know how people people are just so self absorbed nowadays. Mm-hmm. They're not really paying attention. I mean, we could probably be walking by pretty serious actors and not know it. Yep. That's true. So, That's true. Especially guys. I feel like a lot of guys just kind of look the same. I, I mean, obviously he does get stopped. It would be fun to see famous Kevin episode, you know, like when he went to the restaurant, he's like, oh, I know all these people and doing his big thing. You know, I, it would have been kind of cool if the... Um, if the the woman who came to help, like the blind baby specialist, was mm-hmm. like, "By the way, I'm a huge fan," you know. <laughs> but then it would have just been unnecessary for the story. But I get I get what you're saying. Like his fame, we're not seeing. But on the flip side, when you're famous, you're still just you, and that's what Kevin was saying. Like the cameras go off, and I just go back to being me, and we get to see him just being Kevin with his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it me or? Are you struggling still with the Randall storyline? And now that they've made this move, like I just 
one of the girls that works works for me at one of the donut shops was talking to me about This Is Us, and she just watched the episode, and she's like, I just don't care. I just don't care about what's happening with Randall. Well, you know, it's a big change. Randall was incredibly pivotal yes. to, for us. So we're used to caring immensely for Randall. We're used to worrying about when does the truth come out, about Rebecca lying to him, and about his birth father, and then his birth father dying, and them going to Memphis, and then him, you know, going running for politics. I'm okay with Randall taking a little bit of a backseat. I'm really okay with exploring a bit more of other people. Um, I'm interested to see which way it goes because they do often have like big time focuses at a time and maybe it is Kevin's time right now Mm -hmm. I don't know Um, I agree I care less but I'm happy that Randall and Beth and the kids seem to be in a really good place I hated when they were at you know opposite sides it was very very hard for us and so I'm okay with that. I'm okay that they're like living their best life, yeah. rocking in Philly, eating cheese steaks, because there's a lot of other things going on that we need to digest. I, I agree. He's not at the forefront of my thoughts, but I'm okay with that. Are you buying this whole thing with Beth and the haircut and how she was made it a bigger deal than... like? No, she didn't make it a bigger deal. That's the thing. Okay. That's the thing. Did what you, do you see mean? the last shots of everybody like reflecting? Yes. And uh, she puts a hat on. Right, right, but I, it was it was more along the lines of like they they, they were playing like the worst case scenario, and I feel like that was part and parcel due to how they don't know how to handle what's happening with Tess. And but that's a th- on the flip side, like Mama knows best. Like I can't <laughs> sing it right now because I'm like, oh. listen to your mumsy. Yeah, like <laughs> Beth knew deep down her heart that this was going to be a big change for Tess. And how many of us, myself included, have gone through drastic things with our looks, especially in regards to hair that does not grow back overnight, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then you come home and you're like, what did I just (laughs) do? Okay? It just happened to me this year, guys. Okay? Mary came home looking- With a pixie. If if there was a a scale of- I had like- Hugh Grant (laughs) to like Adina Menzel, she was more on the- Hugh Grant. I side. had ten year. I had like twelve year old Kevin's haircut. Yes, you did. Yeah, I came home Pretty and much. I was like, "Hi, this is different." <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, and Blake was like, "Well, I know how I feel about, it, but I'm going to be quiet because if I have nothing <laughs> nice to say, then I'll say nothing at all." So that was what was interesting is that you know Beth was trying to Beth was projecting her like fear of big change, which they've gone through a lot of, and also now they're they're really trying to be you know careful and considerate of Tess, mm-hmm. and um, she was just looking out for Tess and saying, "Maybe I didn't know best. I'm sorry." And then what do you know? Tess is looking at herself at the very end in that mirror, looking very insecure, puts on a hat. Sure. Right. Right. So did you take it as though she was insecure about her hair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did you not? Were you, were you like, oh, no. she's finding a new way to style it? I was. I thought it was more like an affirmation of that's who she is. Like, Okay. Like, this is me. Well, I am so glad you're saying this because I'm probably completely wrong because everyone else was happy at the end. Yeah. It was like, Deja's looking at her phone. Everybody's happy. And I'm like, why is Tess embarrassed by her haircut? It looks great. But you're right. That was probably my own projections <laughs> of not liking my short haircut. <laughs> sure. Sure. I, I totally get it. Um, I want to switch a little bit back to Kate a tad only because something that struck me and I can't wait to get your thoughts on it was that she felt that it was her fault that baby Jack is blind like she tries to say that and she's like no this is 
this is my fault. All these people told me I shouldn't have gotten pregnant, yada, yada. Did you ever feel like some of our kids... Every day. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Every day. In what way? Like, what do you mean? You know, you can't micromanage how you act all the time. Every word you say, every vitamin you took or didn't take, every choice that you made. Like, you know, when when our child did have colic, I was overanalyzing, should I be having dairy? Should I be having broccoli? Should I be having this? Is it because I don't know what's going on? Like, am I doing something wrong? Especially as a mother, um, I have found that every single thing that is potentially difficult for my children, I think it's my fault. Now, for those of you who don't know, I do battle anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Worry may be like my pretend middle name, Um, but it's hard not to. It's hard not to sit there and say, had I done something differently, maybe this outcome would not be this way. Mm -hmm. You know, so for Kate to say, like everyone warned me that there might be complications of having a pregnancy and, you know, all these things like, he was premature and they had warned me about this. And one of the things that happens when they're premature is they can have blindness. Like they told me all of this and I still did it anyway because in my heart I still wanted to be a mom. Sure. She she said something to Kevin that really sticks out with me too is I just wish you had the same compassion for yourself as you do others. Oh. Um, and, you know, I I don't know why I connect with Kevin so much. I just do. And that kid, when he, and when he's a kid and he says, why do I do so many bad things after, you know, hurting Randall and making fun of him and making him feel less than, and, um, you know, I, I, I find myself asking myself the same questions too. Like, why do I, I find do myself asking that question of you too? I know. Like, why do you keep doing <laughs> stupid stuff? Like, why are you such a bad person? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, our kids will tell will tell Blake, stop acting like a Slytherin. You're a wizard, Harry. That's a hundred percent true. People are like, Mama, be a Gryffindor. <laughs> our children who are four and six say this to Blake. Yes. And that is there is zero hyperbole in that statement. Yeah. That is all one hundred percent true. Yeah. So I get the, I get what it's like when you want to do the right thing, but you find yourself saying the wrong thing or you find yourself doing stupid stuff. And man, I just it just it just gets me. I, I understand it. Uh, anything else that you want to say about this episode? Kate. What about her? Kate finally opening up. You know, she was holding it together and she was trying so hard. And I think that that's something that um, at least myself as a mother, I try to do. You know, you you get everything on your shoulders and your needs come last. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just when she was finally able to open up, especially to Kevin. Like there are these moments when you really love the Kate-Kevin connection. It's really so special. I mean, for him to say he might not want to take on a movie because he wants to stay with his nephew, you know, for Kate to actually, you know, for him to say, like, are you okay? Everyone's asked her this, sure, you know, but she actually feels comfortable opening up to Kevin. I think is beautiful. Yep. Um, I loved everyone having to, like, go through and see what's baby proof because you have to do that anyway with a baby. You need to crawl (laughs) around and see what's covered. So that was that was really just I don't know, just a little flashback when she's like, you know, We've done everything here to limit my child, and we're not. He's not going to have limits. All I could think Ugh. of was you. What? It's oh like my that's God. absolutely something. That's that you when would I was do. crying. I was like, yes, yes. preach, preach. <laughs> it's like that girl, the gif of the girl, just <laughs> hands up, and preach. Oh my God, that's <laughs> so me. That is so me. 
this is us, man. Like, this is it. This is what is so beautiful about this show is you are able to pull each of these things. And how cool was that with Rebecca? You can see, once again, being so overly concerned about Kate. Yep. Taking the notes, and doing all the stuff. first kiss. What? Oh, my Kate, goodness gracious. Do it leaning in, Hey, girl. girl you know, making, taking uh, taking lemons and making it lemonade. She's like, you'll do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you got, you know, zits the everywhere. Fact that he whatever. said that he was there for her. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just wanted to scoop him up. <laughs> mm, yes. And, just nuzzle And him. I love how Rebecca's like, how are your friends? And Kate's like, fine. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Rather than be like, I'll tell you about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that Kevin doesn't already know. How does Kevin, who's like the coolest kid in the class, not know that his sister just had his, her first kiss? Well, you know, he's he's busy making fun of Randall a little too much. <sighs> jerk face. And he he was being a little bit of a jerk face, but I I sympathize, I empathize for the jerk face. I do. Uh, so what do you do? Like this is we had our first issue with our son who was making fun of another child's name. Mind you, our son has a difficult name and gets made fun of for his name. I'm, I'm like, Kate, I'm like, I should have known better. Should have named him Reese. That looks like rice. So I couldn't have just spelled it the regular way, Reese. Now everyone calls him Reese or Reese's Pieces or Rice or Reese. Ah, didn't make it easy on this kid. Nonetheless, oh, you know, he no. had his first little thing where he like made fun of a kid's name. That kid pushed him. And we were like, oh. How, how do we deal with this? Like, you're an individual who did something not very kind. Obviously, you were taught a lesson. That wasn't the right way for that child to handle it. But it's because you did this. And when Kevin was saying, like, am I a bad boy? It, I saw our son. I saw our little son being like, oh, like, I'm not supposed to do these things. I'm not supposed to pick right. on somebody. Right. And for the most part, I want you guys to know, I, our son is amazing and adorable no, he's, he's and sweet and fantastic. This is how kids learn. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there, there's these aspects of this episode where it's like, you've, we've all done this. We've all been Kevin for a hot second where right. we tried it out. We tried the kind of meanie route. Now, granted, sadly, Kevin kept it up for a long time. Um, <laughs> I just need to get something out of the way, and I, and I need to say it. Okay. I want Milo Ventimiglia to be my dad. I just want him to be my dad. Can I can I just be adopted by him? Because, like, when he, when he does his Jack thing... Like when he when he comes up and he's looking at young like boy Kevin and he's like, "Listen, buddy, you, you're just another notch in a long line of Pearson men who've got issues, and the way to fix it is you find somebody you care about and you tell them I care about you, and you live for that. Like, oh, I want him to be like the guy that lives behind us because nobody lives behind us and it really freaks me out. There's like this empty house. I want him to be my neighbor and I want to just go over and I'll be like, I will make stew because that's like, I know how to make that. At least you can't really mess stew up. And I just want him to like, yeah, like absorb. Mind you, it's not really him. It's Jack Pearson. I just want Jack Pearson to be my neighbor to like absorb it into Blake and I, to give us hope. He just just has this delivery about it. He just has this thing like where he, he feels like an adult. <laughs> and even though you know he's not, like you know Jack is damaged. Jack has got a lot of stuff going on. But the do any love of you feel like that? Like you sit here and you're like, I don't feel like I'm really an adult. No, you know, somebody who said this? I can't remember who said it, but it was you know, we're all children wearing adult clothing. It's so true, man. Well, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Uh, no, we don't. Like I really don't. Like I try my best and I try to go and do the things and do all the things that I need to do, but I just feel like I'm like that cat that's hanging from the tree that says hang in there that's me 
constantly, mm-hmm. just constantly. I feel like I can't help it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I desperately want Jack Pearson to just be my dad and just have that reassurance. Right. <laughs> reassurance from a guy who you feel like knows what he's talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about this episode that you got? Um, well, we got Rebecca, we got Randall, we got Kate, we got yep, we got Kevin, we got we got Jack, everybody. we got uh, Kate's we got first Toby. kiss, we got Toby in there. You talked about your boy Miguel. <sighs> Twelve days. So of- excited for the holiday season, which begins now. Can you believe that when they move to California, the first thing they do is subscribe to the Hollywood Reporter so they can keep up to date with all the. <laughs> I believe it. Oh, my God. That would be a Miguel thing to do. Completely. That completely. Would be, that would be a Miguel thing. Anything else you got for this episode? Do you episode? think they kept up, kept up the happenings for Kevin in particular? Oh, yeah, probably. Okay. But but it would also be one of those things where I feel like he misinterpreted what the Hollywood Reporter means. It, instead of it being like an entertainment magazine, like he really thinks it's like the local paper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man, oh, I love it. Wouldn't that be funny? All right, is that it? All That's you got? All, All right. done. All, All right, done. let's uh, let's do some in and out. Okay. What's it gonna be, McFly? Are you in or out? All right. First one has to be your boy Miguel singing Twelve Days of Christmas." Are you in or out? Oh, sign me up, oh, Santa! My god. I know him. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. When I saw that, I thought immediately that. That was just going to be the only good, bad, great. It would, it would be the whole thing for you. Guys, I love Christmas so much that I go to this like Latin Christmas singing thing. It's all done in Latin. Oh and the God. highlight is singing the 12 days of Christmas in Latin. Oh, you're such a dork. You're such a dork. It is really pretty. It is. I will admit. It's all candlelit and the you, whole thing. You hate until you join my world. That's true. That's 100% true. All right. In or out on Philly cheese steaks. I am lactose intolerant and I will gladly spend two hours in the bathroom after eating one. Oh. I don't know the cheese whiz and the whole thing with the mean? onions and the you peppers. You like it when the... it's on nachos. Yeah, but it's different. It's different on on steak. It's different on steak. It goes down smoother. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out smoother. Stop. <laughs> All right, uh, in or out, riding on public buses. Okay, so um, for those who don't know. I grew up very poor, <laughs> unlike my husband, who had a very different lifestyle. You were poor. I was poor. You couldn't even afford the OI. Blake, Blake was like chilling in his Jeep, and I'm scraping like quarters that I find off the ground so I can take the public bus. Um, so I've taken the public bus many a time um, to and from, especially like when I was in college. And let me tell you, taking a bus to and from a college campus, not always great. <laughs> not always great. So, um, I mean, it's fine, but I, you, there's a lot of weird people, man. Yeah, I'm out. And I'm, I'm like, way out. I don't know why people talk to me. I talk to people, but like, <laughs> I try sometimes not to talk to people, and like, weird people find me. I'm yeah. a weird people magnet. Hey, hey, lady, want a sex? <laughs> <laughs> no joke, guys. This is my life. So, yeah. Um, quickly, in or out on uh, Deja being a little bit creepy. Little creepy taking pictures of kids, sending it to them, being like, hey, nice shirt. Who does that sound like, though? (laughs) (laughs) Me! (laughs) Shame. My poor next door neighbor should, like, do something, like, add a flower, and I'll be like, nice flower. (laughs) (laughs) And you know it's true. (laughs) You know it's true. Oh, That's me. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Whatevs, man. 
no shame in my game. You are. So- I like to p- think of it more as that I'm very observant, oh and I would god. like to let someone know that I'm thinking of them. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I need a filter. No. I need a Blake filter so that he could say, you probably don't want to send that text. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. No, you know what you need me to do? Nice shirt. You need this. No, God, please, no. That's what you need. Yep. No. I don't have that in my life. No. Like, I live with him, but generally. (sighs) All right. In or out. M. Night Shyamalan as a director. Yeah. I think I'm out. Well, whatever, He's man. had so many bad movies. Listen, I fell for all of them. I fell for <laughs> The Sixth Sense. I was like, what? The- no I way! agree. I agree. And I agree. And then what was sense. that one? The Village? Fell for that? <laughs> what? Unbreakable. Unbreakable was good. Yes! But I feel like like after Unbreakable, he's gone down. But listen, like you can't blame him for having some bad ones. If he has some good ones, you can't be like, okay, he stinks. What was the one with Mark Wahlberg and the wind was killing oh people? Oh my the trees God. were killing people. Wasn't it called The Mist? No, no, that wasn't The Mist. Or is that Stephen that, that's Stephen King. King? The trees were killing people, or was it the one where people were killing themselves because there was a disease? Yeah, that was it. The trees were pull- that the- one. Oh my God! And then people would lay down in in front of lawnmowers. Right. Oh, oh, I'm night. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm also M Night's Shyamalan. I just can't like I I'll watch it, but I know I'm gonna be all sorts of freaked out. That I, now I'm gonna have nightmares. That was like a very traumatizing movie. I liked the joke that he's like the the I see dead people thing, and the fact that he was like acknowledging it, being like, yeah, okay, I've heard that joke many times now. Okay, relax. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that that was good. In or out, taking care of plants. Kevin with his ficus. Would you? <laughs> And yeah. how he only had a relationship with the ficus. Yeah. Are you in or out on taking care of plants? I'm in. I'm way out. Of course way you out. would be. I, I'm so far out. I don't even want. I don't even want plants in my neighborhood. But you like don't like to care about anything. No, I, I care about stuff. Well, you care about me because you have to. I don't have to. I choose to. Yeah, but like, if you didn't have me, and you didn't have the kids, <laughs> I'd care about my motorcycle. <laughs> no, you don't. It's sat outside our for the past two months. It's covered. No, it's not. Yes, the, all the it, all the indispensable parts of the bike are covered. Just a little piece of it. Birds yeah. have shat on it for. I washed. it. I cleaned it. <clears throat> <laughs> all right. Uh, in or I out. I swore now twice. I feel so bad. Uh, in or out. Hipster hats, like the one that Tess puts on at the end of the episode. In. I'm way out. It doesn't, it doesn't even serve the purpose of a hat. You don't even know what fashion is. I know what fashion is. It doesn't matter. It, it's it it doesn't even serve the. Per- it, it's on the back. It like it rests keeps... on the back. It's like the it's like a cardinal pope version of. Listen, when you have short hair, you have limited hat choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of hats, have... are you in or out on Rebecca's hat game? Always. Oh. She must have a closet just of hats. You know how people have that of shoes. Mm-hmm. Rebecca Pearson has a hat closet, in my opinion. I saw you salivating after that white hat, and I was like, oh my god. Is I have a big head, and I want a hat like that. I want a hat like that when I go on vacation and it just sits on the top of me like a little Lego hat on top of a normal sized doll. <laughs> Doesn't Lego. fit. You know what I'm talking about? You're welcome for that visual. All right. Lastly, uh, in or out on being okay if you ki- if your kids think that you're a dork. Listen, I've been made fun of as being a dork since probably I was eight. Welcome to the party. Yeah. And you ain't tell me anything new, kid. No, and you're going to be thankful for it because you want to know what? Things that I say show up in jeopardy. You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of which. What? Ruminants. Oh, ruminants. It did show up in jeopardy. We had one of our listeners talk about. It like happened the day after the podcast episode came out. It was like, what are what are the so animals cute. called that like <laughs> your 
God. <laughs> they like chew chew their meal a second time because of their oh, stomach situation. You're man. welcome. Oh. Ruminants. We didn't do anybody else's big three. We didn't do the big three today uh, just because we were in a rush and Sorry, I was in guys. a rush. Sorry, guys. We'll do that next week. I was um, on TV, though, so if you want to search it, I'll show you a picture. All right. You got any, uh, got any hot takes? Um, yeah. All right. You got a hot take. Hold on. Wait. It's not a hot take. It's more of a question. Okay. I don't understand. Is Kevin doing the movie or not doing the movie? No. I think it's more that he's not doing the movie because he went to go take care of Nikki. Yeah, like I didn't know if he was like, yeah, I'll do the movie, but first I'm going to go take care of Nikki. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that he's going to, but I, you know, I just don't think, like he shows up and gives him the ficus, which is great. Thank you very much. Yeah. But they don't make it clear as to whether or not. I like, watch my plant. I'm going to go be famous. No, no, because he could take the plant with him. Oh yeah, you're right. That's where he was keeping Yeah, you don't need a plant sitter. <laughs> <laughs> this helped me. Now it can help you. Yeah, I think that obviously is Sisterhood the case, of the traveling one. pants. But remember, Jack Great says book. you have to tell people you have to tell people that you care about them and you have to take care of them. So that leads me to believe, you know, it's a little bit of sleight of hand, you know, obviously where you think that Kevin's gonna go do the movie, but instead of actually taking care of himself like he's always done and, and, and like focusing on himself. Where's he gonna sleep? Like he's been in this he's been in this circle of like, okay, sobriety, taking care of myself, making movies, falling back into it, being al- alcoholic, yada yada, and then it's just this continuous circle. Now he finally has to break the wheel and take care of somebody else. Okay. So I think that's so what's going to happen. Not. Okay. So in regards to a hot take. You see, it's hard to have a hot take on this episode. I don't have one. I'm just, I just finished turning all the puzzle pieces over, okay? Yep, that's true. I that's, just found a corner. You know, part of me thinks that this is the beginning of the end for, for Toby and Kate. Uh, I think having a blind child is what's going to set them apart. Uh, somehow, uh, I just I don't know. It just I don't know feels if it's the child. I think it might be more of how they handle. Well, yeah, that's what stress. I mean. Yeah, that's what okay. I mean. Like the, the the blind child leads to stress, and how they handle that stress. You can already see what's happening. Toby's going off doing his own thing, and I just just doesn't feel right. Well, and I think one thing that might be hard is that as we know, Jack becomes like this music superstar. Sure, and so he's going to have that connection with Kate. Yes. And I wonder what, you know, like Toby's into nerdy movies. Like right. will what will Toby bond with Jack? If if they if they do that phase of life where say Jack is 6, 10, if we see a young version of Jack, like what will he and Toby have together? Here's, here's a hot take for you. What? Kevin meets um the 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 army lady. God, I can't remember her name now. I'm just going to call her what is it? Emma. Emma. We're going to call her Emma Swan. Uh, he, he meets Emma Swan, and I feel like it's one of those things where- Which is not her name at all. No, it's not her name at all. It's, isn't it Carissa? Could, could, I forget now. I, I forget what it is. Uh, anyway, I feel like he kind of meets her, and they hit it off immediately. They I both mean, see each other as every, damaged. Hasn't everyone been saying that for a couple weeks now, Blake? No, I know, but like it's like it's th- when they see each other, it's one of those things where it's like- Yes. Okay. This is oh, like time's gonna stand still. It's gonna be like that movie, kind of like phew, the wind's gonna blow through her hair, and they're both gonna go. Thumb, 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 yeah, thumb. I kind of feel like that's what's gonna happen. Ah, yes. Because he's he's taking this advice to heart that go take care of somebody else. Perfect. And Nikki is the lead into that, so that is that. Any, I'd be down. Anything else? Any other uh, hot takes? You got? If he does, I want him to be so romantic, Jack Pearson style. Uh, yeah. Hey, did you? 
What are you doing? Oh, God, that was not what I wanted to do. Not at all. That was not what I wanted to do. Sorry. Hold on one second. I messed that up. Um, yeah, I hit the wrong button for uh, <laughs> for the computer. I, okay. I apologize. You're welcome. But it's time to uh, close this bad boy. Are you okay. ready? Yes. This is one of my favorite songs from This Is Us. It's so good. It's so good. It's 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 so great because it, like it's that that thing that's a, the control. Like this stays the same, but the Pearsons change. Yes. Yes. And I just think that's so remarkable. <sighs> I have a hard time watching some episodes of This Is Us. Is this one of those episodes you had a hard time with? At it? the very end, with the kids aging and then de-aging. Yeah can't time goes by too quickly i think we're just in that moment where we're we're in it right now and it's it's hard for us because we got the two kids and we got the whole thing and like and like life life is happening yeah but i want them to stay little kids man yeah i'm seeing that little four-year-old shot and i'm like we have a four-year-old now and unless something changes like this is my last chance with a four-year-old and then they're gonna be out kissing people Fighting, just sitting in their own seats. <laughs> I can't take it. I can't take it. Where's the Charmin? All the Charmin. Oh By the way, go God. to the Marion Blake store, buy the All the Charmin shirt that you can do. As always, want to thank you guys for uh, for all the reviews and everything, uh, subscribing to the podcast and uh, engaging with us. Uh, once again, we are sorry uh, that we were able to do the big three feedback today. We will do that for the next episode. I promise. I promise, and we promise that we will get it out on time. <laughs> uh, and uh, as always, go to maryandblake.com to check out all of the podcasts that we have there, uh, including Out- Outlander Cast and the soon-to-be Watchmen Cast with uh, Watchmen with Mary and Blake, and uh, Rise Up, the Hamilton Podcast, uh, and uh, the North Remembers, the one about Game of Thrones. There's, There's so many things, Podcasts guys. and blogs for days. Uh, we which have I'm, a life. Which we're very, we, we, we do have Some a life. Days. Sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> All right, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. I'm going to go get some Charmin and like so look at my baby face, photos. <laughs> <laughs> this is us too. Fill <laughs> up her face another day. Kindness comes your way It's for you I pray Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit